Hello, welcome back to episode three of On Call with Lynn and Alini. This is your co-host, Alini. And I'm Lynn, so we're going to be starting off this episode with some weekly check-ins. So Alini, how are you doing? I am doing so good today. I didn't have school today, and I got my hair redone, I got my highlights redone, and you know, it's always a good day when your hair looks good. Um, So Melinda, how was your day? I know you're being quite busy this week. It is a very busy week for me. So at my school is like play production thing that I'm a part of. That's coming up. So we're, we we are just getting into tech week since our first performance is Wednesday. And I'm pretty much out all weekend on a debate tournament. But I really enjoy being busy. So for me, it's a good week. Good for you. Okay. So before we talk about song of the week, Melinda, what is our topic of the day? Our topic of the day, or the topic of the week, I think you meant to say, is going to be Asian <laughs> representation, but particularly in the film and movie industry, or probably yeah. more generally the media industry, to be honest. Yeah, and I think it's so important for us to talk about, and, you know, we always talk a lot. So, <laughs> my song of the week this week is... Wait, actually, you go first. Okay. My song of the week this week is Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. It okay. is, like, one of my favorite songs by her. I think it's so good. It's kind of blowing up on TikTok right now, which is why I'm kind of getting back into it. I just think it's such a good song. I love Lana Del Rey. She's a little problematic, but that's okay. I really like her COVID mask. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> if you don't know what that is, look it up. Look it up. Pause this episode and look it and up. And look up Lana Del Rey COVID mask. Anyway, <laughs> my song of the week is Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine. I just, it's, I, I've been going through a thing where I'll, I'll find a song and then I'm just obsessed with it for a week, which is why this segment is so perfect because that's just my song of the week. Like, it really is my song of the week. So, everyone should go listen. You're such a Lizzie Alpine's, like, Phoebe Bridges girl, and I would not have seen this out of you a year ago. It's crazy. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Like, yesterday, Alini sent me this post on Instagram or TikTok or something, and it was, like, Phoebe Bridges and Beta Doobie interview each other. And she was like, why are they literally So, us? you can start us, uh, start us off with representation in the media industry. Cool. So, to kind of preface this, I'm someone who's done sort of a lot of research on representation and these sort of topics so i am very into this kind of thing and i really believe it's important it's not enough to just say that there's not enough asian representation in media because we all know that's true i feel like we need to preface this conversation by saying that media and film and music and everything impacts pretty much every way that we think about our lives every way that we view our world every way that we make decisions so the fact that there's not enough asian representation really, I think, personally, points towards a sort of lack of understanding or a lack of motivation to understand Asians here in America. That was so perfect. Kind of going off that, not seeing a lot of Asian girls or Asian people in the media industry, like on Disney Channel and stuff I would watch, there would be no Asian kids. And I feel like that really affected the way I grew up. Because growing up, not seeing faces that looked like me online, I just didn't want to look like how I looked. And one example of this is the YouTube channel Seven Supergirls, who actually like oh my closed God. down. It was kind of like a brand, but they're just not alive anymore for other reasons. There was never an Asian girl, an, an Asian Seven Supergirl. And I remember my favorite one would just would be the girl with the darkest mm. hair because she would be the one that looked the most like me. 
And that's just not how you should think because that girl didn't look like me. And I just felt so like I could never be a seven Supergirl because none of those girls looked like me. And I feel like I didn't have anyone else to look up to because I looked up to those girls. That is so true. And I feel like going off of that, there's so few Asians that we see in the entertainment industry or in like media that come around a lot that the few that we do see they're just like huge monumental people like before this episode was being filmed Alini was like who is that one guy like we are tired of seeing the same people being casted for the same type of roles over and over again she's like what is that one guy's name do you want to introduce him his name is randall park but i think he's more known as jimmy <laughs> woo <laughs> because, as we were prepping this this episode i said oh my god jimmy woo jimmy woo when you think about this man who's he's on fresh off the boat he's in wandavision he's in um a bunch of stuff as just like an extra he was in an episode of the office and he's in a state farm commercial he's just everywhere and everyone knows who he is because he's everywhere but when you think about it it's more sad than funny because (laughs) He is the only Asian man face that you think of when you think of an Asian man in the media industry, film or TV industry. And it's it's just sad that they can only cast these certain people to play these certain Asian roles. That's so true. I feel like I think so. I've been researching some stuff about this recently and I read this one article and it said something that kind of really stuck with me. It said like Asian Americans in entertainment will only be thrown in as either being sexualized or fetishized or they'll serve a punchline oh that is so those are the only way they'll never be really portrayed as real real characters that shows or like whatever are invested in if you throw this if you throw jimmy chu into the office i'm sorry but you are trying to account just to be like this show is inclusive you're trying to throw another race into this show and i think he was in that um he was in that episode as like the asian version of a character exactly yeah we're either thrown in it's either like an over fetishization joke where it's like a punchline joke where it's like you have to include this person so they will you most movies or a lot of movies and pieces of entertainment that we know i feel like do not really develop these characters as real real characters and i feel like to go off on a little bit more of a tangent one of my friends was talking about kind of an experience she had with like casting or trying to get casted for a film and she was talking about this to me and she goes, well, they were, we were, they were casting for a character that was meant to be like Asian, but they ended up choosing like the final few people that were going to be casted were all Asian because they wanted like they want they needed to cast an Asian, but they preferred to cast an Asian who looked more white. I read the books of to all the boys really before I watched the movie and she's written as an Asian girl and I just loved it because, you know, Asian rep. She's written as an Asian character and the author Jenny Han, I watched an interview and while they were casting for the movie, someone offered and was like, What if we what if we don't make her Asian? And she put her foot down and she said, she has to be cast as an Asian girl. I wrote her as an Asian girl. And we it's so important to me about how girls need an Asian girl to be a star of a rom-com. And I just love that she put her foot down and made sure that she was cast as an Asian girl. I feel like that's so important to make sure that like pieces of yeah. media that you cast these characters for don't get like kind of twisted just to make them more palatable. Because... I feel like a really good example of this is, you know, everything. Yeah. What is it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. 
really great movie and I think making oh, sure yeah. something is intentionally trying to highlight a group and like express like a group's views creatively if I'm phrasing this correctly is so important and it's so easy to get washed away in this like for something to be popular it has to be palatable for something to be popular it has to be something we already know and currently I feel like in yeah. the entertainment we consume a lot of Asian characters are not something we know yes and that's why I love the movie Crazy Rich Asians. I just love how that it has an all-Asian <laughs> cast. And it was such a huge movie that when it came... Like, it did very well in theaters. And I love that it performed so well because it is an all-Asian cast. And I think the story was so amazing. And I just really love that movie because I, everywhere you look, I see someone that looks like me. And it's just... And it's so funny and it's so deep and it's such a good movie. And it also has an all-Asian all cast, so... You know. The other hand of these really great films is really lazy casting and naming. And I feel like the best example of this is Cho Chang. I was just about to say bane that. bane of my childhood existence. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because like we all know that J.K. Rowling is a bigoted person. But just like... Like, the next one's gonna be called, like, Wu Wang or something. <laughs> like, it's actually, like, ridiculous. Like, Cho Chang, who the hell passed that? How many publishers? Oh, my God. I know. And then when they went to the Yule Ball and she wore, like, a chipao, like, hello? <laughs> like, and she was probably, like, the only, like, I'm thinking about it. Was she the only Asian-named character in the whole book series? Yeah, and she was in the Ravenclaw like, house, which is the house for smart me. people, which was just so very interesting. Because not only is it so like non-reflective of our world, but it's also just so shallow, the way her writing and characterization was. Because she was also written as very, very, I don't know how to say this, other than just like meek. Like yeah. she was smart and she was meek. And also, like, I feel like even though now that, like, I'm a little bit older, I look at her as a character and I'm like, I fucking hate her. When I was little, I still gravitated towards her nonetheless. Like, I was still like, Cho Chang. I am Cho Chang. She is me. I love Harry Potter. I love Cho Chang. And I feel like that's really just, like, the way that you condense Asian identities makes Asians condense their own identities. And that is a really horrible thing for media to do. Really helped me see Asian representation was Hamilton the Musical because the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda made it a thing that it was going to be no white people cast. It was only going to be, except for King George, it was only going to be people of color to create a musical about American history was so amazing to me and the fact that it was philippa sue as eliza schuyler eliza hamilton was so so amazing to me and hamilton was really the first musical that got me into theater and i remember just being so happy to know that if i went to see the musical there was going to be someone that looked like me on that stage there was going to be always going to be philippa sue that originated the character in the musical and i just love that Lin-Manuel made sure that everyone had one person to at least be someone's recognizable face, familiar face. That's so true. Because I feel like that's so much more reflective of what we experience, what we literally see when we go outside, when we go to school, when we go grocery shopping. We don't just see a 
curated version of Asians. Yeah. I feel like going yeah. back to like music, I feel like in the music industry, like even now I'm thinking, and if you told me to name like one Asian artist, like that is not K-pop or anything like that, I would literally be like at a loss. Like uh-huh. I don't think it's so hard. I like off the yeah. top of my head, I can probably list like one or two, and I know for a fact that I listen to more than that because I think both me and Nalini spend a lot of time on music. There's just so little Asian artists that have seen that aren't K-pop yeah. or like yeah. I know the first person I thought of was was Joji. The first person I thought of was Olivia and- Rodrigo, <laughs> and she's right? Asian, so it's they're just- both Asian, I think. Yeah. So it's just like marketability. Who like Hollywood essentially picks and chooses which Asians they like to put out, you know, to grow and be famous. They're always not going to really look Asian. They're always going to look mixed Mm -hmm. or even white passing. I think one group that I really love, though, now that I've like kind of remembered it is 88 Rising. Do you know who they are, Alini? Mm -mm. They're kind of like, I think they're all Asian. They're like a group of artists i think it's a yeah it's a music company and their spotify bio i'm looking at it right now it says representing asian youth culture and talent around the globe and i've seen them everywhere they have like a festival every oh, year so I amazing see go there. i think i really love that and they have now that i'm really looking at it they have a lot of artists but one thing that i also kind of have beef with is how asian artists in like pop will get generalized to like k-pop and j-pop and whatever Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. so like you don't really see much representation or much acknowledgement of these yeah. artists in what their field actually is versus. Because if they're big, you know. for example, Olivia Rodrigo, I think a lot of people don't even know that she's Asian. You either are Asian and then you get generalized no. into K-pop or J-pop or you know whatever, or people don't even know that you're Asian. So it's just hard, and it's kind of like going into this like thing that we kind of talked about with film, how like. Asians apparently are not marketable as something that will be popular. If you're introducing mm-hmm. an Asian character and making her the focus, making her the character you invest your time and your development in, for some reason she won't be as accepted or as palatable or as representing as maybe a Asian character or even a white character. And it's just hard when you say I tell someone that I don't see anyone in the music industry that looks like me, that's famous, that's successful, that looks like me. And then they say, oh, for example, what about Olivia Rodrigo? But she doesn't look like me. People, like, she is Asian, but she's not, mm-hmm. she's so much more marketable because she's Asian. And it's just hard yeah. because there can be, you know, as many Asian people that there are in the industry as there are. Mm-hmm. But can you even tell that they're Asian? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like on a positive note to kind of leave this podcast off at, I recommend anyone who hasn't seen everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once to go watch it. It is really a great movie. It is a heavily Asian cast. It talks about a lot of heavily cultural topics, and I think it's generally amazing, and I think you guys should all watch it. That is so amazing. And also listen to all the people we talked about and watch all the movies that we talked about in this because it's so important to support, you know, and watch the Safe Farm commercial. <laughs> oh my gosh, by the way, during, while we were recording this, I googled Randall Park State Farm commercial. He's not even in a State Farm commercial. So I don't know where I got that. <laughs> we were laughing. 
laughing about, about this so from. hard before. Like, you were like, and he was in a State Farm commercial. I and know. Was like the nail so the now I'm just thinking of like the even. poor Asian man that I thought was that was him. But that gives another example. I saw an Asian man in a State Farm commercial, and and I automatically th- automatically thought that it was him. <laughs> so like this just proves how little people we have in the media industry <laughs> that are Asian. <laughs> <laughs> that was so perfect <laughs> anyway so thank you so much for listening thank <laughs> I you hope guys. you support all these people that we talked about and Please I do. hope you you know see support the industry in a new light now that we talked about it yeah and support us and listen for next time and tune in next week so thank you so much for listening goodbye Thanks, bye